0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good evening, I first would like to thank all the special people, all the great girls who came in the last Shabbaton. It was the best Shabbaton of Ornavus history. There were 800 people, 600 of them were girls, single girls. Toronto, Montreal, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Muncie, Lakewood, Brooklyn, Flatbush, Queens. Unbelievable. We had 36 shiurim over Shabbos. And you could not get into any room. Each breakout sessions were nine shiurim at a time. You could not get into any room. Friday night, I gave a share, You could not get into the room. Charlie gave a share at 11.30. He said, who's going to come? With? I said, you were never on an Ornava, Charlie. He said, why are you in such a slot? No one's going to show up. I'm like, Really? could not get into the room. There were 600 people in that room. the huge shul. It was amazing. It was fantastic. All those who missed it, too bad. Um, sorry that you missed it. But it was amazing. I want to thank my staff and everyone else for doing such an amazing and amazing job. So, I want to tell you a story that just happened. there's so there's a couple and she bias problems and uh, the husband feels she's too close to her parents and her family. And they went to the therapist and the marriage therapist said it would be very healthy to try out that, that she shouldn't talk to her parents for three months. And they don't, she doesn't talk to her parents, she have nothing to do with them, cut them off. And then we'll see if the marriage gets better. So it's the parents' fault. If the marriage gets worse not the parents' fault, they need to work on their marriage, whatever it is. So the husband was very excited. Three months, you're not talking to your parents. The therapist said, he said, hmm, I think you need to go back to that therapist and find out how how he can guarantee that after three months, her parents will still be alive. Can you imagine if they're not? For three months, she did speak to them, and then her father and mother, Chatham, leaves the world. She will never. This marriage is over. She will never forgive her husband. The last three months of my parents' lives, you didn't let me talk to them. I'm like, who does this therapist think he is? It's going to be in my book on on. Uh, we just started on my book. I'll listen a day. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be the hottest book that was ever written because no one has any idea about anything when it has to do with kibbutz No one, including me. It's not normal. We don't understand what that mitzvah is. It's in the middle of the ten. Right smack in the middle. What's in the middle? Not you shouldn't kill. Not you shouldn't commit adultery. Not you shouldn't bow down to idols. Number five. Take five. Number five. I think I'm going to call the book, I Plead the Fifth. I think that's pretty cool. You think they'll hop? The world'll hop? I plead the fifth. We'll see. I do plead the fifth. Anyway, how do you separate from parents? How do you know they're going to be around? Last three months ago, I'm not giving them an eye here. I'm saying, you make up a thing like that. Don't talk to them as much, unless they're abusive and they're abusing the kids. But that's not what's happening. Whatever. All right. Anyway, that's the story that happened today. You never know what's going to bring the next day. Call your parents every day. Say, I love you. Say, thank you for everything you did for me in my life. Don't be standing there over a box after 120. Say, I'm sorry. I wish I would have given you more time. I wish I would have been nicer to you. Please be my chummy. They're dead. They're in a box. They're cold. Mother and father are warm. You kiss them. You can hug them. You can tell them how much you love them and how much time you want to spend with them. Their whole life is their kids. What are you waiting until they're in a box to get up and and say you're sorry? Don't be sorry. Go go to your parents. Talk to your parents. That's why we're writing this book. Hashem only gave you two parents. They're irreplaceable. Not like friends. Okay, one friend's gone, I'll get another friend. That's it. Two parents. A mommy and a tati. That's it. Okay. That's a hot story today. What? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Those aren't parents. Those are mushchasim. Okay? Um, so, let's go to the end of Parshishmos. Mos. Vayoshem, Vayoshem, Hashem. And Moshe came back to Hashem after he spoke to the Mitzrayim, and Paro said, Nip him, hey, you're a bunch of lazy bobs. Interesting how he, interesting how, how, how what Powell focused on. Moshe Beno comes to him, right, says, Hashem, Yudke Vufke, he opens up his book, no, I don't got, I don't got no <laughs> Of course you don't, because he's way above any of the gods that you have. Yudke Vufke is gonna take Cholesterol out of Mitzrayim, we're gonna wipe you guys out, we're gonna go out of Mitzrayim, you're not gonna be able to stop us. What's Powell's reaction? Nirpamhame, Nirpamhame, you're a bunch of lazy guys. What's the, what's the compa- what, who said we're lazy? Who said we're lazy? what well, one thing have to do, the other, we're gonna come, we're gonna fireball you, we're gonna mess you up, we're gonna leave, Nirpamhame, Nirpamhame, because Paro was so orangutan, he was so into the Abdus and that they were servants, he was like, why would they want to leave Matrayim? Has to be because they're lazy. Such a warped way of thinking, right? Why would slaves want to leave me? That's right. Must be they're lazy. They don't want to work. I'm going to make them work double. No more giving them straw to make bricks. Now they're going to have to cut their own straw. Right? So, of course, when the showed fell, they ran to Moshe Ben and said, Hey, man from the desert, thank you very much for messing us even more up. Moshe Rabbeinu was just a new leader and he had to learn a very big lesson. Because he said, listen to what he says. Why did you make it worse for this nation? What did you send me for? You sent me to bring them out. I went to Paro with all your miracles, leprosy and blood and snakes and all that and look what happened since I went to Paro to speak in your name God you made it worse you made it bad for the nation you promised me you were going to save them and you did not save them I don't understand you sent me here to make things better and they got worse Hashem had to teach Moshe a lesson about leadership here Wait till you see what I'm going to do to Paraki. The strong hand, Yishalchem, I will send you. They're going to throw you out. Boys, did you, learn that? Did you hear this Pasha being read this week? You all heard the last Pasuk? How does that answer Moshe Abinu's question? Moshe Benu said, You said, you're going to let the clay fall out now. You said it's going to get better. It got worse. Why did it get worse? If you told me to do this, Hashem answered. Oh, wait! Do you see what I'm going to do? What is he answering? He's asking, you told me to come, and the minute I go to Paral, you're going to send them out. You didn't send them out. You made it worse for them." That's his question. Instead of Hashem saying, "Well, there's a, there's a whole plan," da, that, that. Right? Hashem says, oh, I didn't do it yet. Ah, but wait till I do it. What's going on over here? Did it get worse for Christ? didn't it get worse. It got worse for class. So this week's Parsha. You are not God. You are the matter in my hand. You're just a stick. We spoke about it last week. You're just a stick. I'm God. You're not God. The El will Yaakov Shaddai. Shaddai, it's enough. I didn't give them my real name. But you know what? They didn't have to. They didn't need it. They didn't need to know. They trusted me. I said, Yitzhak you're going from Yitzhak's gonna come classroom. And I told Abraham to kill him. He didn't ask me questions. Lomo Haresa. Why did you make it bad? Why'd you, he didn't ask me questions. Like you told me that he's going to be the, the, the father of Klai Yisrael and now you tell me to kill him? <coughs> he didn't ask no questions. You're asking questions? This is the connection between Shemot and era. What Hashem was telling Moshe is what it says in the mission of Pirkei Abbas. You have to do what I tell you to do. How fast I'm going to do it how I'm going to do it when I'm going to do it it's none of your business Rambi Yaakov understood that ask questions you do what you got to do here Hashem said it didn't tell you that the minute you get up there and you talk to Paro, that Paro's going to throw them out I told you, you got to go talk to Paro right? and I will send out of. I didn't say it that moment but Shemayna made the same mistake as who let's see how smart I have in my class here who else made this mistake? Come on, guys. I know it's... Um, wow, quarter to twelve. We just started. It's in the No? Come on, guys. Everyone's, everyone, everyone in their cars who's driving, they're answering it. And they're like, can't be heard. Street students don't know the answer. Who did the exact same thing, made the same mistake, and it cost big time? Chava. Hashem, Hashem said if you touch the tree you will die. So she told the Nachash, if you touch the tree you will die. And Nachash pushed her into the tree and she didn't die. So she said, ah, oh, it's not true. Hashem didn't say you're going to die the minute you touch the tree. Hashem said if you touch the tree you will die. If you don't touch the tree you'll live forever. If you touch the tree you will die. It didn't say right away, she ad-libbed that. So when he put you in the tree, she didn't die right away. She was like, I had some girls that came over to me in the beginning of this cell phone business on Shabbos. And they were telling me, you know, it's not true, Reverend Wallace, what it says in the Torah. I said, what do you mean? She says, I, I turned on my, my phone, I was talking. I didn't die. It says, "You Misa. I didn't die, I flipped on the light, I didn't die. See, the whole thing's not true. And I'm like, no, 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 no. doesn't say you're going to die on the spot. She'll be giving you a chance to do tshuva, but you will be chay Misa. That's what the hot... So she made that mistake. So he made the same mistake. Moshe said, you're going you're gonna to get, you're going to fuck the pie, you're going to leave. No. What? <laughs> what Avram do? How do I know what? He didn't ask, he didn't He didn't ask why or when. He just said, give me a simmon, that's going to happen. Yaakov Avinu said, um, promise me that I'll be safe. But that's not what I'm talking about over here. Yaakov also asked that, and Yaakov said, if, I, if you give me, yeah, and I come back safe, and I'll give to Those was simon. Over here he also gave a simon, pakadifkite. He gave pakadifkite, That that was the code that Moshe had to say, by the way it says that, how did they know that Moshe how did they know that it was true because of his stutter, I don't understand why he brings it down to safer. because of his stutter he couldn't say the word pako yifkod naturally so because with the study, he was able to say it they realized that it was an ace he brings it down over here, but anyway so what Hashem was teaching him is that in God's world, there's no time. There's no timetable. If I tell you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So when Moshe Abednego said, why would you make it worse? Hashem was like, it's part of the whole plan. And when a person understands that, everything is part of the whole plan. Because, you know, there's some girls that, you know, there's a the whole thing that if you say to the whole share 40 days in a row, you're going to find your shidduch. So there are girls who say four day, 40 days, and they figured... On the 41st day, the guy's going to show up at the house. Hello, is Malki here? I want to get married. Right? But it doesn't happen. They're like, oh, you see, it doesn't work. Doesn't, Hashem doesn't say, it's the 41st day. It helps you, whatever, however it helps you. They'll leader of Christ, don't make timetables. Because if you miss the timetable, right, that's why people are not supposed to say when Mashiach's coming. Because many times they said, they said by the way, when they did the Bech I went outside, they said, if it comes out on a then they gonna come. Then came Shemitah. And they said, the Gemara says, and the year of is gonna be a war. Mat's the Shemitah, right? Mashiach Ba. So the last Shemitah, I'm like, ah, that's gone. So it's it's a plan. What? What Adam? Adam. The only reason why we did was a minute late. Right? There's a lot of things. A, you can't. But that's why you're not supposed to say when, is, when is coming. And that's why. It says, Right? Because it doesn't say exactly, because if someone's watch was wrong, and it was a minute before, a minute after, oh, it's not Hashem. you are always looking for an excuse that it's not Hashem. So, Shabinu, as a leader, because was saying to him, I have a timetable, t- time and you will see the timetable. You will be there to see the timetable. But don't come to me and tell me, it's supposed to happen now, and why did it get worse? got worse to make it get better, whatever it is, that's my. That's your leader, that's my job. Your job is to do what you have to do. You go to Paro and you tell them what you have to do. Getting out of its triumph, when are you going to get out of its triumph, how are you going to get out of its triumph, that's my business. And that's the connection between the end of Shemosa, so and the last Pasik, and the beginning of a you, you You know, many t- you give shidako, or there's something that you do, and it like, doesn't happen right away. And you're like, oh, so you see it's not going to happen. doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Shem has his own timetable for everything. I mean, children, getting married, whatever it is. He has his own timetable. And not always, if you do the right thing, it's going to happen right away. Because he did the right thing. He went to Paro. He did what he was supposed to do. He did his shlichus. And in the end, Now, ashe esel paro. Now, see what I'm going to do to Paro. The word "ata" is a big word. Okay. Can I just Should the I can to you? It, it, it's the, it's the lama Haresa that that got worse. It's supposed to get better. No, I'm saying essentially that Moshe, Moshe knew that what was, was it going to listen to initially. Let's I see. Let's, to go to to. let's go back. Let's see what does they say. Let's go back to Parashmos. Mei oh. Hashem who Hashem. That I should listen to his voice. Let's see where it says that. Huh? I don't see that. Shalakh, these are the cases. try Ah, you see? So, what's going on over here? Vaniyodati, was a good test. Vaniyodati, ki loyiten eschem elch Mitzrayim, will not let you go. Veshalachti es yadi, I will send my hand. We case you to Mitzrayim, bechol mukflosai. She asked I'm not going. It's not going to happen right away. I'm going to do all these with all these miracles. So then, what's his question here? No. You see, he's not saying, he's not saying that Paro wouldn't listen. He knew that. That you didn't tell me. That Hashem never told him in last week's parasha. That's going to get worse for them. And you didn't save, and you didn't, not, not, nothing to do with Paro, you didn't save Clystro. It got worse. Okay, then Hashem answered Moshe, Atta, now it's going to happen. I'm going to bring the markers. I told you that I'm going to bring markers maybe in 10 years, maybe in 20 years. No, it's going <laughs> to happen now. Okay, and then we have all the markers. By the way, you know that the... the answer is that basically, it wasn't a new power over here. Moshe's complaint was on power. You did not tell me that, gonna that it's going to get worse. You no. just
1: told me that power's not going to listen.
0: Right. So he up in Madrid, not listen. Not- He's not going to listen. So they'll continue doing what they were doing. No, that's not what happened he didn 't listen to and he made it worse okay. that 's what he's saying. You know that it says that they weren 't frogs. what were they guys? They were not frogs, they were crocodiles. Remember we learned that last year they were crocodiles, and they would they would come out of the water and grab grab the people, grab the kids i don 't know where you got that from, but they were called crocodiles and you remember what we said about this fadea that that very fascinating they were um why were they called? Why were these frogs or whatever you want to call them? It's not sure they were frogs because they they they, they what's it called? Oh, because they were birds. They made noise. Be, what? But
1: shot, the crocodiles
0: don't make noise. I don't know. I don't know where I read it. The word, the letters, named, but, yeah. but but the, but crocodiles don't make noise. But they had in the What? How did crocodiles fit in the oven and in the bread? But you could have little crocodiles. They have these little ones. They do. I've seen them, but they were babies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what says it here. i can't argue with that. She they came out of the river, the them, they grabbed them, they swallowed them. The the says the crocodile. they come out of the Nile River. and they come out on the on the bank and they swallow whatever they could find. You could swallow three people at one time. Ain't the arrows we know that arrows and spears bounce off his skin So he says the water all the fish died so the crackles had nothing to eat why today they go out of the Nile river to rip people apart wow why they call Swaya and they shootya. That Akash gave the tzadeya this croaking. And when the birds are looking to drink, they can't see the water from so far. They hear the chirping, they go to, that's, they go to the water. So it's called deya. It gives, it, 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 it draws attention to the birds. You hear? So they know where to get water. Another, another, another reason, interesting, because it's very true. The Marsha Maharaj says, "He calls Tzvadea, Kitzipadea, Shidaya Mosai Biker. They know when it's morning. She calls He saw Akasim Rekankuras. A whole night it's ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. You know, Uba Biker Shezakers. When the sun comes up, it's quiet. Tzvadea. What? All right. At night? At night, they do that, so right, because the bird can't see at night. Okay. All right. He brings, a story. he brings out a story from the Riyadh that he was giving a shear and a tzvadeh came out of the water and they started throwing stones at it and his eyes were closed. When he opened his eyes, he said, what are you doing? Why do you throw stones at it? He said, neshama achas it was in a in that frog that came to him, a tzvadeh. who was a bush He came in the body of a tzvadeah. Because Tzipor they have, they have Daya. You hear? What's going on here? What? Those were, the, yeah, they were, they were tough. Okay. Um, so what I want to talk about tonight is this whole thing about making Achashverosh's heart hard. Heart. Hashem made his heart. Paral. What did I say? Achishverish? Okay. Making Paral's heart hard. It sounds like he didn't give him choice, Bechirah. And we know that everyone has Bechirah. It's a little hard to understand. Hashem saying, then Hashem punished him. Why is it his fault? If you made my heart hard, then why is it my fault, right? And we see that his heart broke a few times. He said, "Etzv'alokim, Hashem is right, and we are wrong." So it's, it's a, there is a Rambam, very interesting Rambam on this because you know we had asked the Rabbi for like, uh start at eleven thirty till like three, um, and there is a lot of questions and A question that's always asked is, "Bechira, do you have bechira? Don't you have bechira? If Hashem knows what you are doing, then you don't have bechira, right?" So in this is tshuva, in this is tshuva, he says the following. You want to look it up. This is very important. If you want to look it up, it's in, it's in um, the fifth berak. Okay, Rishus L'Chol Adam Nesuna. Every person is given permission in Ratzalahatus Asmal Aderach Toila liyazadek if he wants to go the right way and be a tzadek. Our Shus Biyaday he has permission. We Ratzalahatus Asmal Aderach Raw. He wants to go off the darak, Uliath Rush. He wants to be bad. How it should be Adai. He has that choice. As it says in the Pasik by by the eight sa eight He became he became a human being, became a person that knows good and bad. Kalaima He minza shall admail. There's no one that's smarter than a human being when it comes to choosing good or bad. He can do whatever he wants. He has a choice to do good or bad. Okay, now. Don't even think in your mind. This thing. This thing. Tipche amarets, that the idiots say, that a kajbarchu chooses when you're created, Leo you tzaddik a rasha. He calls them Tipche amarets. You think Hashem tells a kid before he's born, you're going to be a tzadik, you're going to be a rasha. These people tell me the same thing. If anyone out there knows about this, I think it's not true that a person chooses who his parents are going to be. I don't believe it. I never saw it. People are telling me, like, no, you go in there, you pick your life, you pick your parents, you pick where you're going to live, you pick it yourself. I heard that many times. I think it's an old wives' tale. I don't think it's true. I don't think you pick your parents. I think I shouldn't pick your parents. To see if he's going to do good later on. To see if he's got the descendants that are. you don't pick your parents. So see if got the descendants that are. Right, so that's fine. So, so what um, Chizkio knew that he was going to have Menashe. Right, so. Okay. Didn't pick his kid to be Menashe. Oh, he saw Navius was going to come out of him. But maybe the kid won't won't be a Russia. Right. That's what he answered him. That's what the. Uh, that's what. Um, <laughs> The Navi said to him, "Like maybe he won't be a Russia. Well, Shabana was supposed to be a Rasha. The first shul that said he was a killer. He was a this and that and the other thing. He, was, he, he went above his mazel. You can go above your mazel. We all have an Atiyah. We are all born in a certain month. Like if you were Ghana last time, so they put you in the month of Ganavim. If you were a guy that messed around with women, adultery, they put you in the month of adultery. That Yitzhakaro is, and that's your test." But Hashem never gives you a test that you can't pass because then there's no Bechira. Mm -hmm. And he never gives you a test that you can't fail. That you're surely going to do well because it also doesn't give you Bechira. A person has Bechira. So he says, don't listen to the Tipshim who tell you that um, Hashem says, oh, he's going to be bad. It's not true. every test that you get the meaning of a test is you could fail and you could pass if I ask you it's 1 plus 1 that's not a test if right. I ask you for the first theory of uh, relativity it's also not a question I mean maybe you know it but I don't think so Okay. anyway I'm saying you want know, in a situation that you absolutely will fail but he wants to see right. how you're going to react well no, he wants to see if you're going to fail or pass okay kolaima. Okay, right now. Right um, now, if a person wants to be a tzadik, a Moshe or or as or wants to be angry and mean, or a or Shua no one's forcing him no one's pulling him in either direction he lets them know which way he wants to go okay now let's skip to this So this is a big question on Bashira. Sh Shemat Mahalaky come Hashem knows what was the and before it happens, Yodash, Yatzadik Ay Rasha. Does God know that this person is going to be a tzaddik when he grows up? Or he's not going to be a tzaddik? Does he know it or doesn't he know it? If he Hashem knows he's going to be a tzaddik, he fashion yet tzadik. Hashem knows he's going to be a tzaddik. This is the Rambam. This is the most famous Rambam on the chira. Nobody learns this. It's very important. So he's asking a fantastic question. If Yad HaShu'i Hashem knows that this person is going to be a tzaddik, <speaking in Hebrew> It's impossible not to be a tzaddik if Hashem knows he's going to be a tzaddik. If Hashem knows to a tzaddik, then he's going to tell me that Hashem knows he's going to be a tzaddik, but he could be a Russia. <speaking in> How <Hebrew> How could it be that Hashem doesn't know what he's going to be? This question goes across the world. There are many big things in this world that are totally in this question. You need to listen to me, says the Rambam. Hashem doesn't know what you're going to do Hashem only knows it because you did it That's what I talk about all the time Because of this We do not have the strength How God knows what you're going to be Because that means you don't have a choice But you do have a choice that a person's deed is in your hands. The Ain God doesn't pull you to either side, and He doesn't make a jayrah, that you should do it. He says you have, it's very hard to understand this. A person is going to be judged according to your master time, If What you do is good or bad, that's your problem. That this is the, the Ica that everything stands on. How Hashem knows what you're going to do, says the Rambam, and, he, and, and because he knows it, he's not making you do it because there's no time. So the world of no time, so if I live in a world of no time, I know what you did and what you're going to do and what you're doing all in one moment. There's no time, there's no time above Earth. No time, there's no time is based on the Earth going around the Sun. So when you're not on Earth anymore, there's no time. You hear? How do the astronauts keep time? I think they keep Earth time. Okay. Now we're going to go to the part of Vayeh like, Zleparo, and then I'll end with a story. Parikshishi. Yes, total. Sukum Habi Yeshbitari, we did a reading Shay Niran, because she's okay. He says like this People think that Hashem is Gaza on a person lost his royal tail, so people think it's not my heart, but it's God, God made me do it because he knew that I was gonna do it. Right. Right. Okay, now. He says, Number one, good, bad, bechira, no, bechira. the bottom line is that the tshuva Hashem gave us can clean up anything that you do wrong. Since a person sins from his head and his will, his chuva has to be from his head and his will. And here's a scary one, gimel, which I talk about a lot, very scary. Ready? The It's possible. A person can do such a big sin. I'll explain to you what's behind this. Right? A person can do such a big sin. Or many sins. The same sin over and over and over. And now the Sultan comes and he wants then, Hashem, you got to punish him. It's time to pay Hashem. Pay them back. Punish them for the sins that they did, with their own will, that Hashem will hold them back the ability to do chuva. You hear? Hashem won't let him do tshuva so that he dies with his, in his sin. We see that by Paro. It says it says the following, yeah. The fikah cutabat is lay paro. And I'm gonna make paros hard hard. The ficha me ato will rally stroll. The first when he first did it, he did it on his own. And he killed Klaiasro. And therefore, Nasan Adin Hashem and Din said, Do not let him do chuba, Ymenu Why from Ymenu, because I want to punish him. The fikah Khazak Rosh Bokh's Lebai. If Hashem made his hard heart hard. So then why did he say, oh, here we go, this week's Pasha. So then why did you send Moshe Benu to Paro? Hashem said, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to make his hard heart hard. When Hashem holds back Chuva from the sinner, any he can't do tshuva. So the question is, boys, if you have Bechirah, if Hashem doesn't cause you to do sins, how can the Rabbi say that you could do such a big sin that Hashem won't let you do tshuva? Or you can do a sin over and over and over and he won't eat tshuva. Why well, won't let me do tshuva? Because I did it right. So by paro, imagine Yamachshima Hitler. Yamachshima, he killed six million Jews. And the last day of his life, he realized that he did a terrible thing. He wants to do tshuva. He should be forgiven. He's sitting in Ganadan. Hashem won't let him do tshuva because he has to be punished for killing six million Jews. <sighs> Hashem takes away his Bechira. You have to be punished. So sometimes you do such a big avera, you hurt so many people that Hashem's not going to let you do tshuva. You have to be punished. You have to go through pain for what you did. He says, there are times where the, where the heart is made hard and you lose your b'chira. What does that mean? Hashem said, you can't do that. We know the story with Menashe. You know the story in the Gemara? Menashe was huge Russia. He put the most avoidance out that anyone ever put out. He, was, he didn't believe in Hashem. He, he was the worst. He took Kleistrol down the worst road, like footsteps times a hundred. Mamish took them down the worst road. So the Malachim said that, that's one guy you're not, that's one guy you're not accepting tefillah from. So they locked the gates. And then what happened was he was caught by the guy, Minash, in a war. They put him in a, they wanted to boil him to death. They so put him in a huge pot. When he started boiling the water, they were going to boil him to death in front of everyone. And he screamed to all the. he had to hold list of by the Baal if you're really a, a, a God, save me. Nothing. He went through every abode of And then he came to Hashem. The Hashem that he said didn't exist. Atheist and apocryphal. And he said, unbelievable, he was very smart. He said, if you are truly the God of the Jews, you truly exist. And there's nothing That you can't do, then you have to forgive me, because if you can't forgive me, then there's something you can't do, and therefore you're not God. Chutzpah. Hear what he said? He was brilliant. He said, "If you're the God, if you are God, and because I was so bad, you can't forgive me and save me. That means there's something you can't do, which is forgive me." But if you're God, there's nothing you can't do. So therefore, you're not God. The Malach—it is a great, it's a great. Right, what are you talking Hashem about? Said do, but I'm not but he, hes challenging Hashem. He's saying, if you're really there, you should be able to do it. Anyway, so the Malachim—they go, ah, they didn't go for this. The Gemara says this. so. The Malachim went. They locked every gate of tefillah that what he was saying would not be able to get to Hashem. What did Hashem do? He says, Hashem. So there was no way way to save him. Hashem dug a tunnel, underneath his kisei'er cupboard, because he couldn't get what Menashe was saying through the normal doors, because the malachim closed them all. He dug a tunnel under his kisei'er cupboard, and he pulled Menashe out of the water, because he said, there's nothing I can't do. As bad as you are, there's nothing I can't do. And it says in the Gemara that he did tshuva. So you see, even the biggest Russia, the biggest Russia, can do tshuva. Still has bechira. I talk about addictions. Does a does a does a human being have choice? Everybody in the room. Does a human being have choice? For sure, right? Does a alcoholic have choice? No. He lost his choice. Because he's an alcoholic, when you put that bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, he has no choice. Everybody's you. You he has no cho- it's always an alcohol. He has no choice. He, lo- he has no choice. Time. He has choice. He's a human. So he's of a species that has choice. But he doesn't have choice. So do Why? Do do Why doesn't he have choice? So that's what the Ramam is saying. If you do an Avera over, 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 it becomes part of you and you can't do Chuva. You you lost your, you're an alcoholic, you're a sinaholic. You're a sinaholic. You can't not sin. We have a problem. So that's what happened to Pyro. Does that work for also? I'm sure it does the same way. You're a mitzaholic. Yeah. Uh, very few of those around, but yeah. So the, so the, the question is Paro so he didn't lose his Bechira he was, he was a human but he was an alcoholic in other words he did there over and over and over again he lost the ability to overcome his evil what does it say about Paro? the Torah says echad. he made it out he saw all of his tribe died he went to Nineveh he did Shuva. You came the king, you told him to fast, you told him to everything. So you have Bechira, you never lose Bechira. But if you do it over and over and over again, Hashem doesn't want you to be forgiven because you gotta pay the price. You you, you hurt so many people. What do you what are you can do tshuva and that's it? You're free, you, you get rid of it all. So Hashem just stops you from doing chuvah if you do something really big that affects oops, that affects a lot of people. Right? It's fine, it's fine. That affects a lot of people. Or if you do things over and over again. So I wanna read you so this is the whole secret of what happened with power. In the end, power did shuva. Anyway, so what do you do? What do you do? You're a guy that you look at dirty things all the time and you become addicted. And addiction means you think about it all the time. You you can't say no, right, to the drug. You can't say no. The drug owns you. Took over your What do you do? According to this Rambam, you're stuck so there's an answer but, not what? Not but he lost he lost everything hashem took revenge he didn't get away with it lost everything he didn't get away with it he did cheba but he got he got very heavily punished so he says an answer the Rambam says what do you do can you then show that he says, "That's why tzaddikim, when they pray, right? They ask Hashem to help them. Give back right? <laughs> this way, you can get back your bechira, tefillah." Tefillah is the secret key to getting back your choice. Which is brought down in the story in Perekh of Hay, which I've said many times, but this is, this is the story of addiction. This is the story of the hero Perekh of There was... Ram, that was the Ramnam. Yeah, that was all the Ramnam. Tefillah. could so know how to break addiction through Tefillah. Yeah, he did. He davened to Hashem. If you're really there, let me know that you're really there. Yeah. What? So Paro, even pa, pa, Hashem didn't let him daven because Paro killed so many Jews. Hashem didn't want to do chuv and then. Okay, I don't, I'm done. I don't have to pay for it. Hashem wanted to punish him. That's what he says in the Ram. I'm not letting you do tshuva because I want to punish you because you did so much bad. not just of walk on. away with it. I mean, he when Manasha did Ava didn't do it to people. Israel just killed little children bathed in their blood. That's was between him and Hashem, Menashe. Okay, I'm you, you know. You prayed to me at the end you did tshuva at the last second. Haru, so, I'm not gonna let you do tshuva You're a murderer, I'm not letting Hitler do tshuva Even if he wants in the last day of his life, no way. You do chew but walk into Gan No, you're going to pay for every Jew you killed. So you know what? I'm blocking you. What about He did have to that. Yeah, he did. That's why the malachim didn't want to let him. In the end, Hashem had racham to on him." someone What? Using the rabbi and someone else's dime. Sure, we do this all the time. I have this whole thing with Saint Tila and then breaking up a marriage and all that. Yeah, that guy doesn't have a choice. Most He's living with a guy. What? He died many times for power. He took away he took away the baka. I don't know if they were friends. It doesn't seem they were too much of an enemy, but whatever. Power Tom, don't come back. Alright. So here's the story, everybody. There was a mile. He was a miser. He wouldn't go to shul on Monday and Thursday because they collected tzedakah. He couldn't, he was a miser. He couldn't give a penny for tzedakah. Couldn't, but what he did do is he did a brisk meal for free. That he could do, it didn't cost him any money. He was a very good mile, that he would do. One day, there's a knock on his door, there's this tall, good looking guy who says to him, I heard you're a mile, you do things for free. He said, yes. He said, would you come to my house? And I just had a baby boy, would you do the brisk meal? He said, yes. He said, okay, we gotta get there by tomorrow. Tomorrow you got to do the bris. Tomorrow you got to get there by tonight. Tomorrow you got to do the brisk. He said, okay, fine, let me get my brisket. He got his little brisket and his little suitcase. And he said, where are we going? There's a beautiful wagon with horses. He said, don't worry where we're going, I'll take you. Anyway, they go, and they're driving through the woods, very scary woods. They come to this gorgeous village, Kavayasha Parakavai. Gorgeous village. In the middle of a forest and they stop at a house, beautiful house, mansion, and the guy who's making the bris, he's right, he's the one who's moving the horses, he says to the mile, you go into the house, I'm going to unhitch the horses and feed them, and I'll meet you in the house in a couple of minutes. Mile's like, wow, such a community with so much money, and I never heard of them. Okay. He walks into the house, he has to check the baby the day before. So he says, where's the baby? The baby's in the room with the mother. He says, okay, knocks on the door, come in. He walks in, and the mother's, Sits up on her bed, and she says, who are you? And he says, I'm the moyo. <gasps> moyo, thank you, Baruch Hashem, thank you so much that you came. She says, do you know where you are? He says, I'm in a village. She goes, no, no, you don't know where you are. You know who my husband is? He goes, no, I don't know, what? She goes, it's a village of Shadim. These are not humans. They're Shadim. And I'm human, and I was kidnapped from another village, a human village, forced to marry the head of the Shadim, who's my husband, and I had this little baby boy, and he's Jewish. I'm a Jewish girl, and I'm so happy you came to do but listen to me very carefully, she said. The way it works on the dark side is if you take anything from them, you will never leave here. You will become their slave. You cannot take anything. That's how it works. If you tell him you know that, you're, that he's a shindalid, everyone's a shindalid, they will kill you in a very terrible way. So this is our secret. Okay? Husband comes in. Says, tonight we're making a big mishta, a big meal. The Vachnacht, before the bris. And he invites the Mail to come eat and enjoy. And it's unbelievable food that's out there. And the mail says, listen, you traveled so far today, I'm tired, my hands are going to be shaking tomorrow, I need to go to sleep. So he missed the Vachnacht. He got away with it. Didn't take anything. Next morning... He does the bris, and there's a big party. He says, okay, now eat at the party. He goes, I had a dream last night. I had a terrible dream, and I took on a ton of shalom. I can't eat today. It's a true story. I'm fasting. Okay? Meanwhile, the Shindalad, who's the head of them all, didn't know that he knew. So he really was like, fascinated that we try to give him something so we could own him, and he's not taking anything. Okay? They make the bris. The Mo says, "Listen, I, I want to go home. I got to go home. let's go." He', says, okay, packs him up. Thank God he's going to get out of this town with all these shindolids shade them and the, they start driving out and the, the father or the kid who's the, the head of the shindalid says, "Before I take you home, we have to stop by my warehouse." Okay you're well, going fight with he knew who he was. wasn't messing with him. So they stop at this warehouse. He says, "You got to come in with me." He goes, "I don't want." You got to come in with me. He comes in with him. He has this huge door, three doors. He says, "I want you to see with my treasury." So he opens up the first door. You can look it up. In fact, there's a halacha paskin because of this kavayasha that a human, a human woman with a shindalid, a devil, whatever shindalid is, a mazik. Husband, man, you have to give the child a breast. The mother's a Jew, and she's human. Sock, that comes from this story. But anyway, it's fun with down. down. So, this guy's really scared. Like, what's going on? He's going to cut my, you know? He opens up the first right now. The Gemara says that Shadim, they collect things that people don't know they lost. And all the boats on the bottom of the sea, they collect all those gold and all that treasure. That's what they do. They collect things that are lost. He walks into this room. Gold, crowns, treasure chests, all the stuff that was lost in the world. And he says to the male, anything in here is yours. For What you did for my son, you traveled all the way here, you must take something from here. And the miser looks, the male looks at him and says, do you know how rich I am? I don't need your gold. I'm sorry. I have enough gold in my in my warehouse. He says, Okay, then you gotta come see the next room. Takes it to the next room full of jewels, diamonds and gems and crazy stuff. He says, Okay, take a diamond. He goes, I have all this, I don't need it. He says, Yeah, but you're gonna need what's in the third room. And he opens up the door to the third room, and the Mile turns white. He's fainting. He's Mavish fainting. And he looks around the room, and he's like, he's like, staring, he's like, he's in like, frozen. The room is full of human heads. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look at his face. <laughs> 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 it was full of keys. Hundreds of thousands of keys. So the Shindal looked at the at the Maya and said, what are you looking at? Why are you so shocked? Why are you so white? I took you into my gold room. You paid no attention. I took you to my jewel room. I paid no attention. What's up? Why over here? He said, "Because that keychain right there on that wall. That's my keychain. How'd you get my keychain? How'd you get my keychain? Those, those are the keys to my house and my warehouses and my safe deposit box. How'd you get my keys?" And Shindal said, you know, God must love you, because you don't know who I am, and if you would have taken anything, an apple, a piece of bread, you would never leave this place. He didn't know what his wife told him. God must have protected you that you got sick, you had that bad dream, that you didn't take anything, and that we don't own you, but I am a Shindal. And I took your keys he said what are you talking about he said you're a miser and people came to you every day for tzedakah you said no and no and no and no so I took away your bechira your key is your choice and therefore once I took away your keys you couldn't give tzedakah anymore but because you did this mitzvah you can have your keys back. And the miser, the, the mayor said to him, no, I'm not taking anything from you because then you own me. He said, you're not taking anything from me. I'm just giving you back which, which, was, which is yours. Therefore we won't own you. And he gave him back the keys and says he went back to his town. He opened up yeshiva, a soup kitchen for the poor, a shul, give away all his money. Because he got his keys back. So, that's what the Rambam is talking about. If you keep saying no, you'll lose that basira. And they take your keys. If you continue to drink over and over, you lose the choice. I could say no to the drink. You can't. You're an alcoholic. I could say no to the drug. But you can't. Because you did it over and over and over and over. When you do something over and over and over and over... You lose your choice. You lose your keys. They have your keys in some closet somewhere in some shadem town. So how you get your keys back? Let's say, Rebbe, you're right. I look at porn every night. I can't help it. I come home. It's the first thing I flip. I can't help it. I, 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 I cannot. I did you a million times. I keep relaxing. I can't, I can't help it. What do you do, Rebbe? According to you, once the shadem have your keys, you're done. You don't have choice anymore. So the Rambam answers. The Rambam says, you can get your keys back by davening. That's the only way you can get your keys back. By davening to to help you. And it's interesting because we're on a Shabbaton this Shabbos. And there were some people that left their keys in their rooms. They couldn't get into their room. More than one person had hard keys. They couldn't get into the room. So they went downstairs to the Front desk, the front desk said you have to go to the manager. The manager has a key that works through I don't know how those keys work. I never understood that. But it's uh we used to call it a skeleton key. Now it's called a master key that that the, even the chambermaids have it and it opens up every single door, right? The 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 manager of the hotel can open up every door with one hard key. How one key can open every door? I don't never hop, but again. We used to call it skeleton skeleton key, which is very good for this story because fits in but, but it's called a master key so you go down to the manager and you ask him for the master key and he comes upstairs with his master key and he opens up your door and then your key is inside you get your key back, you can go in and out it's the same thing with us, I lost my key I don't know it. it, I don't doubt it, I don't doubt it it becomes part of me that I don't doubt it I don't learn or other various that I do and I lost my choice my hotel room, my key is in the room. I can't get it. I'm locked out. I did the Avera over, like the Rambam says, over and over and over with such a big Avera. It's, it's, why well, I'm locked out. So you got to go to the manager. You got to tell the manager, I'm locked out. And the manager comes, he opens the key. That's what the Ramam's saying. You got to go to our Kurdish Barfu Because our has the key to everyone's soul, everybody's soul. No matter how bad you are, no matter what you did, he's got the key to your soul. And if you feel that you lost that key and you, you lost your choice, it's, it's in some shadim's room somewhere. Because after doing that vera over and over, you don't have that. Paro's key was gone. You go to the master and you say, listen, I left my key. I had a key, but I did so many avenues and Shem. I'm so filthy. I'm so full of hate. I'm so lost. I, I can't, I can't do tshuva. I can't get, I can't get out. I can't get into my room. She says, you want the key back? You want the key back? I'll open the door for you. As the Ramos says, the only thing that will break the addiction, the only thing that can break the addiction is the Tfilototokarish Baruch. Twelve steps. Twelve steps. I must admit, a Jew, I don't know who wrote it, because it's a takeoff of Yiddishkeit. The number one thing you need is to be connected to a higher power. For so all these addicts, to get healthy, they have to be connected to Hashem, to a higher power, whatever that is. In their life, but they have to be connected to higher power because the only one that can open that door for them, the only one that has that key that they <clears> lost in <throat> Parichafei, is God. And that's where you gotta go. And if you go there, says the Rambam, Hashem gives you back your key. Tzvila, 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 Tzvila. Connection to akash Baruch Hu, That's where you get back your keys. It's so, a story. If anyone wants to read it, and in, uh, in the Kabayashi. he ends. I'll read it to you from inside. And then I'll let you go to sleep. And the ma'al took his chain of keys. And he went home to his house. When he got home, his heart changed. He became a new man. They got by the Benjamin Shilavan and base classes the dialogue. He built a beautiful sure man out of stone. Dumefara. But also Zedekah and he did Zedekah with finances and he and he gave money to the poor people. And he Malbisha clothed the naked people. And he and ayemay didn't stop giving until he died. Benifta, shame to He died with a good name. You hear? got his keys back. Everybody has to daven. You have to daven to Hashem. You have to tell Hashem, you are the manager. You have the master key. I lost my key. I can't get out of the hole that I dug for myself. I'm in such a bad place, Hashem. I can't. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm addicted. I can't get out of it. Because will come to my room and open my door and give me back my key. Once I have back my key, like the mile, I can do anything. We should all be zecher to get back our keys.